What's up, everybody? It's Ted Shuttlesworth back with you again this week on the podcast. And uh, today we want to begin talking about something that is life-changing. And we're talking about the subject, the one key to changing your reality. The one key to changing your reality. And we're talking about the subject of prayer and why it's so important to have a powerful prayer life, a dedicated prayer life to God, your living God. See, it's interesting to me that there are people that serve false gods, gods that are fake, gods that have never been alive in history that people believe in, and they dedicate their entire life to that kind of a religion that produces no results for them. But I'm telling you today that you don't serve a dead God. You're serving a living God today. Jehovah is his name. But there are those people that serve dead gods. They're so dedicated to what they believe in that they'll kill themselves. They'll lay their life down. They'll pray. They'll fast. They'll do things that we should be doing. But because the body of Christ, for the most part, has become complacent in where they are in their life with Jesus Christ, they think they can just slide by into eternity without being dedicated. Well, yes, of course, you can slide by into eternity without doing uh, any of these things for God. But what will happen is you will not be a force on the earth for the kingdom of heaven. And my desire is not to just sneak by life and find myself in heaven at the end of my days. My desire is to do what Jesus did and destroy the works of the devil. That's what Jesus said that he came to do, destroy the works of the devil. And you've got to make up in your mind that you are going to be a force for the kingdom of heaven, that when you come into a region, the devil will know you're there. You shouldn't be able to just be go unnoticed throughout your life. The devil should be watching you and taking note of where you are and what you're doing because you're a force for the kingdom of heaven. It's just like Jesus when he show, showed up from he he stepped out of the boat onto the shore. The Bible says as soon as he did, that demon possessed man that was bound with chains and left in the in the graveyard came and found Jesus because when Jesus showed up, the devil immediately knew he was there because. Because Jesus was a force for heaven. But the only thing that gets you into that place of being a force for the kingdom of God is cultivating a dedicated prayer life. If you don't pray, then you have no power operative in your life. In fact, one of, uh, one of the men that wrote on prayer for his entire life and spent his entire days uh, writing books in the revelation of prayer that the Lord gave him, his name was E.M. Bounds, he, he wrote a quote that has been quoted many times by people regarding prayer. And this is what he said. He said simply, no prayer, no power, little prayer, little power, and much prayer, much power which means that the amount of time that you spend in God's presence in prayer will determine the amount of his power you can operate in throughout your life. And I made up in my mind, I don't want to just see small manifestations of God's anointing power in our lives. I want to see things that will shake a generation for the kingdom of God. This generation needs to see a living, powerful God that can perform miracles just like his word declares. But there are people all throughout our generation, they've never seen miracles. But we are going to be the people that rise up 
and show God's miraculous power to this world. But in talking about this subject of prayer, I want to start by reading you a verse of scripture in the book of James chapter 5. It's going to be our theme for today. But in James chapter 5 and verse number 16, the Bible says this, New Living Translation, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. But here's what I want you to get. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I'm going to say that part again. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Number one, the key, if you can see it there, and if you have your Bible out or maybe on your digital device, I want you to make note of that phrase, the prayer of a righteous person. That's the key. Today, I want to talk about that, that many times people's prayers aren't answered and they think, well, prayer doesn't work and, you know, God's not listening to me. He doesn't hear my prayer. And, you know, in some cases they're right. God isn't listening to them and he does not hear their prayer. In, In this case, the Bible says the key to a powerful prayer life is being a righteous person. You know, that's true throughout the word of God. Righteousness gives you power to speak to God and it gives him the ability to listen to what you say and to grant your requests and answer your prayers. But many times people find themselves giving in to the temptation of sin. Yes, they love the Lord. Yes, they try to serve the Lord with their whole heart. But because they don't pray, they fall into temptation and they sin. And when there's sin in your life, the Bible declares that God doesn't even hear your prayer. And so it is righteousness that gives us the power. Look what the Bible says. It says two things about a righteous person's prayers. Number one, it says it has great power. So when you live in righteousness, when you live in holiness, then your prayers contain great power. People that are always living in sin and falling back into sin, I've met people, they live in such a way that they just do what they want every day, and as long as they repent every night, they feel like they're okay because they they apologize and they've repented. But true repentance turns its back on sin and does not ever go back. You know, I could sit here and, you know, punch somebody in the face all day long. And every time I punch him in the face, I could just say, oh, sorry, sorry, punch him again. Sorry, punch him again. Sorry. Well, at some point they're going to realize I'm not really sorry because true repentance doesn't go back and do the same thing over again. And so when you are repentant in your heart and you decide to live for God, it's not just saying, well, thank God for his grace. I can just do whatever I want to do. And because his grace is so deep and so great that it just covers all my sins. And no, you can't live like that. You have to strive to live holy before the Lord. And the Holy Spirit gives you power to live in this righteousness that Christ transferred to you. I want to say this to you today, that when you strive to live for God, his blessing is forced upon your life. We've talked about that in previous podcasts, but I want you to see something today. Um, God said in his word, be holy as I am holy. Now, understand, you don't have to give somebody a command to do something that they automatically are doing. I don't have to walk up to, you know, guys in, in you know, on the street and say, I, I just command you be a man, be a guy. They're already a guy. Whatever I say isn't going to change that. I don't have to command women to be women. You don't have to people to command people that are tall to be tall. They're just tall. 
You don't have to command short people to be short. It's what they are. But the Bible declares God did command you to be holy. And if he did, it must mean that there's an opportunity for you to not be holy, even as a Christian. And so what is the key? Strive to live holy before the Lord. Strive to live holy before the Lord. Stay free from sin. There's a blessing in living righteous. There's, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 84, verse 11, it says, no good thing will God withhold from them that walk in righteousness or uprightly. What does that mean? It means righteousness gives you the power to live in the blessing of God and for God to hear you. I want to read you another scripture here regarding prayer and righteousness. In the book of Psalms, chapter 66 and verses 18 through 20, listen to what the Bible says. The psalmist wrote, if I regard iniquity in my heart, that is sin, the Lord will not hear me. Think about that for a second. If I regard iniquity in my heart, if I have sin in my life, the Lord will not hear me. Hallelujah. But the opposite is also true. Look at that in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. The Bible says, the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Now watch this. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Look at that scripture. That's powerful. The Bible says God's ears are open to the prayers of the righteous. He hears you when you pray. It doesn't matter what the enemy would love to do to stop your prayer life from being effective. The Bible says there's no choice for the enemy to stop it. He doesn't have the resources to stop it. For the prayers of a righteous person have great power. That's the number one thing they do. And then secondly, they produce wonderful results. Going back to James chapter 5, verse 16. The, the prayers of a righteous man, first, they contain great power, and secondly, they produce wonderful results. But listen to the way that the Amplified Bible says this. It's very interesting that you get this point in your spirit. You need to get it. It says that the heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. I want you to hear that. The earnest, heartfelt continued prayer. You can't just pray one time and expect that it takes care of the rest of your life and prayer. No, you have to learn that you've got to have a daily prayer life before the Lord. If you're not dedicating yourself to prayer, then the power of God is not working in your life in the way that it should be working in your life. The, the problem with many people is is that they have purpose from God. It's not that people don't have purpose. They do. But because they don't pray, they're frustrated in their purpose. They don't accomplish what God tells them to accomplish and do what God calls them to do. And so you have to realize this and make note of it. When your purpose is greater than your prayer life, you'll live in frustration and failure. We need to have faith to pray every day in the presence of God and access divine secrets about our purpose in our life. That's a promise from the Lord. See, you can always see that uh, if you have a lack of prayer in your life, nobody will notice it 
if you have a lack of purpose. But when God calls you to do something, you've got to be in his presence, building yourself up and to do great things for him. And when you do, you'll see that power. The Bible says in James five, you'll have many happy days and it'll produce wonderful results. Some people are constantly falling into sin, constantly have issues, constantly have drama. It's because they don't pray. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 26, when Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane, he came back to find his disciples sleeping when they should have been praying. And he encourages them in Matthew 26, verse 41, that he said, continue to watch and pray that you won't fall into temptation. And so the key to not falling into temptation is praying on a consistent basis. And so I want to say this to you today. If you are not prayerful, you will be sinful. If you're not prayerful, you will be sinful. And so I want you to get it in your spirit how important it is to pray on a daily basis. It brings the power of God directly into your life. I remember hearing the story of one of the greatest men of God that ever walked the earth. His name is T.L. Osborne. And he, he felt a call from God to be a missionary in other nations and preach the gospel to see people saved and healed and delivered from demonic oppression and possession. And so he and his wife, Daisy, decided to go to India and begin to do what God called them to do. When they were in India, they did not see the results they expected to see. In fact, in all the time they spent in India, they only saw seven people saved. Seven people that, that was to them, that was very heartbreaking. So they moved back uh, to the United States and he decided in his heart, I am not satisfied. We're missing something. And he shut himself away and began to pray. He just prayed and he fasted and he got himself in a position where he could hear from the Lord. They received an impartation of God's power, spending time in prayer. When he came out from shutting himself away in prayer, his wife said, TL, something is different about you. I can see something is different. And he said, yes, I've been with Jesus. I've been in the presence and power of God. And can I tell you, if you don't know about their life story, TL and Daisy Osborne, he moved moved back overseas and began for the rest of his life to hold crusades in over 76 nations of the world. And in every nation that he went to, he preached to crowds of 500,000, 800,000 and saw millions of people saved in his lifetime. And he went from seeing seven people saved to seeing millions of people saved. He was not frustrated in his purpose because he spent time in prayer. He spent time every morning praying in the presence of God and doing what God called him to do. I'm telling you, Prayer is the key to accessing your purpose. And when you do it, it will open doors for you that would not previously have been opened, but it accesses the presence of God and lets supernatural power flow into your life. Listen, I love you. We'll talk more about, about this next week. But listen, I want you to challenge yourself to spend time in prayer every day. Dedicate yourself, not just a few minutes here and there, not just five minutes, not just praying over your meal. I'm talking about really dedicating yourself to praying every single day. Can I just tell you this? When Jesus came back in Matthew 26 and talked to his disciples, he was surprised that they had fallen asleep and weren't praying. And he said to them, couldn't you stay awake and pray for at least one hour? 
Now think about that. What it means is that an hour of prayer to Jesus was nothing. It didn't seem like much. What I'm telling you today is it's time for us to spend significant amounts of time in prayer and watch as things begin to change. But I wanted to talk about that key today of righteousness. Because without righteousness, you might as well not pray. God does not answer the prayers of sinful people. He answers the prayers and his ears are open to those who walk in righteousness. That's us today. God hears our prayer. Just like the word of God declares when Jesus went to raise Lazarus from the dead. He stood in front of that tomb and lifted his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. That's the key. When you're righteous, God is always hearing you, always listening to you. Listen, I love you. Get in touch with us. Let us know you're listening to the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Username is at T Shuttlesworth. At T Shuttlesworth. Send us an at reply message and let us know. If you have any prayer requests or believe in God to do things in your life, we're happy to pray with you. We're believing God for you. Carolyn and I love you very much. Continue to believe with us for more souls to be saved this year, more miracles to be seen than ever before. That's our prayer. We're believing God for it. Listen, if you know, know somebody that needs to be saved, don't pray for them. Win them to Jesus. This is the day to win somebody to Jesus Christ. It's your purpose. It's your calling. Let's see it accomplished in Jesus' name. I love you. I'll see you again next week right here on the podcast.